Yep. Rams, week 12, Uber Island podcast. And I I don't know where to start. <laughs> it is the third straight loss and another embarrassing turnout this time after a bye week uh, at Lambeau Field in Wisconsin. And we were ideally, I mean, it is asking for a lot to come off uh, anything. I don't care if like you come off like a huge one month break or if we play it on Thursday night or whatever. Like going to Lambeau Field is a problem and it's been an issue for us. Our season ended last year at Lambeau Field and a lot of things just haven't changed. <laughs> and I honestly, honestly don't know where to start. But let me do it like this. I'm going to recap the game against the Packers, like a quick recap. And then I'm going to dive into every single issue that I have with this team at the end. So let's do it. Okay, so let me try to remember or look at my blog. Uh, so all was well. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, immunized or whatever Aaron Rodgers called it. Straight off that horse dewormer. That ivermectin Aaron Rodgers against uh, Matthew Stafford, of course. And our offense once again had trouble starting as usual. Typical Sean McVay things. And then, but the Packers didn't get it going as well. And it was kind of a stalemate at the first, at the beginning. And then uh, Matthew Stafford back at our, like our own 30 or 20 yard line held the ball for far too long. Like any, I'm shocked that he didn't have like an alarm go off in his head that he held the ball for far too long it was maybe maybe like a two milliseconds too long and any anybody that watches football knows that you can't just chill in the pocket for that long i don't care how long how good your blocking is like if somebody's gonna hit you and somebody hit him from behind and matthew stafford fumbled and continued his hot streak of turnovers at very poor positions in the game and he turns it over and gives the Packers extremely great field goal position. I mean, starting position, like at their twenty, at our twenty thirty yard line, and the Packers naturally would score a touchdown. So that's seven points off turnovers, and that's not a good start. But it's the first quarter, long game to go. So the next, or was it the next drive? The next drive, we're going down, and uh, it's third and something, or. We get a fourth and one, fourth and one situation at our own side of the field again, and Sean McVay naturally was it a good decision to go for it at a time where we really needed to get our offense going. I'm not mad at that decision. Like, I would have went for it, of course. The only issue with it is that I I'm not agreeing with the play call. For one. It wasn't a pass play, so that alone was an improvement on Sean McVay's end. I'm glad I was expecting a pass play that would fail miserably or some type of screenplay, but he didn't do that. Instead, he chose to run the ball. It was literally just like no motion, no any special thing. It was just a run up the gut by Henderson, Daryl Henderson Jr., and he literally ran into a Packers defender and couldn't even gain a yard. And he couldn't even tumble forward too, and that's Daryl Henderson, who naturally, with his low center of gravity, 
he would tumble forward to get a yard anyway. But we got beat so bad on the off- offensive line front at the line of scrimmage that he got tackled and he couldn't even get a yard. So we failed to convert fourth down, fourth and one or inches. And now the Packers have great field position once again. And this is a turnover on down. So that's two turnovers. And the Packers would score a field goal. The defense would hold up and force a field goal. So we're down zero to 10. Cool, whatever. But at this point of the game, I'm starting to feel a little bit, uh, a little nervous for our offense because it's not looking too good. And remember, we don't have Robert Woods, and yeah, it's just not looking too good. So, surprisingly, when everything seemed to be falling apart, I think it must have been like a second and ten or something like that, where our offense isn't really moving down the field, and it's looking like we're going to punt and give the Packers extremely good field position once again. Matthew Stafford delivers an absolute dime to Van Jefferson for the longest play of the season. It's a long, deep ball, accurately placed, impressive, very impressive throw by Matthew Stafford. And we get the touchdown, and it's 7-10. So now we're back in the game, and everything's cool, whatever. And I honestly forgot what happened <laughs> till halftime. I think this is in the second quarter, but we scored another touchdown before half. And then, yeah, I think we scored a touchdown. It would be 22 17 at the halftime so at that point at halftime it's fine like we literally had a bad half maybe we could get it together going in the second half our defense is not doing a good job but then again we gifted like 10 points due to field position and yeah so here's the second half third quarter and this is where everything falls apart Green Bay gets the ball first in the second half, and they give this amazing eight-minute drive for a touchdown full of great runs and passes and, you know, A-Rod. Rodgers is a good quarterback, so, you know, he had sprinkled in some great throws here and there, and they got a touchdown. Cool. Now we're down 27-17. to Now this is, this is where you test if you're a really, really good team or not, if you're a championship-level team. Because a championship-level team on the road will respond to this with at least any points of field goal or anything. Because that's what you have to do, especially if you give up a huge drive that took up half the damn quarter. You got to at least get points back or get something. And what what happened in this game was something that I've seen years with Sean McVay, with Jared Goff. And it was a three-and-out after this eight minute touchdown drive by the Packers we respond with an absolute dud we don't even it was just this I think we ran it once and then we had two incomplete passes and that's just the story of McVeigh and I'll, I'll get to it later actually I'll save it for later but that was that and uh what well, we're down 10 so we we uh kick it away uh they get 37 let me oh yeah we kick it to them after three and out and then our defense saves us saves us once again and then they the Packers have to punt the ball back to us and it's like okay good, good we get like another chance with plenty of time left and we uh can uh we can atone our football sins of earlier like the turnovers and then that three and out we could atone that and make up for that and make make 
graces with the football gods with the with another good drive we just have to get the ball back and that's what we did so the Packers punt the ball and I'm I'm looking down at the returner and it's this guy I don't know who the hell this guy is I still don't know who he is but he's number 17 it's not Robert Woods because he's number two now but it's this guy it's not Cooper Cup Tutu Atwell is injured he's not playing anymore all our rookies are kind of injured it's not the other guy <laughs> it's not Sony Michelle it's not Sony Michelle was getting kick returns by the way and that was new it wasn't Sony Michelle either it wasn't Cooper Cup it was this random ass dude I don't know where the hell he came from returning to punt and I don't know about you well you're not a Rams if you are Rams fans but if you uh whoever the hell you are uh anytime for me like when the Rams return a punt return I instantly feel like we're gonna fumble the ball anyways because like it's just Pharaoh Cooper I have memories of Pharaoh Cooper Pharaoh Cooper back then it was the first uh I feel like that was the first McVay year and then we had the game against the Falcons and then I think Pharaoh Cooper fumbled like two balls on kick returns and a punt return they ended up costing us the game and since then I've been just very paranoid about people returning kicks and I've seen like Cooper Cup even Cooper Cup fumble balls and now with this guy like I was expecting the worst but you know maybe maybe he'll call like a, a fair catch or something like that so this random dude I, I'm not gonna, I'm not even gonna look up his name he uh returns the kick and it's not a he doesn't call a fair catch or whatever he decides to return it I mean he had space so I'm not mad at him so he returns it and he fumbles the ball is like the exact thing that I was worried about but I again I expected like I knew he was gonna fumble the ball and it just pissed me off that he fumbled it and now we have another turnover is that like three turnovers now and yeah so the Packers get the ball with great field position and once again the defense bails us out once again they only get a field goal so it's only 30 to 17 we're fine but it's not looking too good with our offense having struggles and stuff like that and yeah but we get the ball back and still there's time to make a comeback two two possessions and then Stafford drops back to throw the ball and he throws a pick six I think he tried to squeeze it into Cooper Cup I think it was Cooper and yeah I think the guy bit on the route uh well he was in front of Cooper Cup and intercepts the ball and returns it for a pick six that would be his third pick six thrown in three weeks and essentially then I think it was 36 to 17 they missed a f extra point or something but at the point it's over and I'm already extremely mad frustrated and angry and I'm already close to shutting the game down but before I do that Odell Beckham Jr. actually catches a touchdown his first touchdown with the Rams it was a deep lob nice pass from Stafford for a touchdown and we made one last run but I don't think the Packers are trying anyways and we lost the fucking game so uh here are my thoughts uh okay where to start okay so as the title states I feel like it might be time to finally place blame on Sean McVay if you haven't already like I, I feel like he's been blamed before and I know like I probably already have in the past but it was so easy back then to blame like Jared Goff or blame like our offensive line for uh 
holding back Sean McVay. And for now, like what I saw, what I'm seeing lately is that Stafford, who is an above average quarterback, he's not elite. And I'll get to this in a second. He's not elite. He's not bad. He's not Jared Goff. He's better than Jared Goff. But he's playing exactly like Jared Goff did back then with him with him when he was with us like I'm not I'm seeing so many similarities that I'm just shocked I, I almost feel like Jared that is Jared Goff on the field like he looks exactly like Jared Goff like there's nothing like besides the deep balls that Matthew Stafford thrown today that he connected with and I'll get to this later like every other instance that I saw Stafford drop drop back in the pocket looks exactly like Jared Goff and that seems kind of off to me because like I'm because he's not supposed to be <laughs> he's not supposed to be that bad but it's the same results that we're getting like shit Jared Goff last year and I know the circumstances were different teams are different but Jared Goff last year in at Lambeau Field with a broken thumb played a lot better than Matthew Stafford today period like Matt Jared Goff looked great in that divisional round whatever the fuck game yeah divisional round game at Lambeau Field last year but Matthew Stafford looked terrible besides you know the deep balls today and it's just really confusing uh it's or surprise I don't know what's the word but it's really discomforting to see Matthew Stafford literally just look like a shorter Jared Goff (laughs) like he's doing the same things like the pick the pick six is a throw that Jared Goff would admit would would do or make um the issues with the offense collapsing and there's not being players open downfield and then having to take the sack or staying too long in the pocket because there's nothing open downfield and then getting the fumble were the exact same things that i saw from jared goff when he was struggling with mcveigh not those good not the great years with not the great 2018 year when everybody was healthy not the uh, Todd Gurley uh, offensive player of the year, year, you know what I'm saying? But the same struggles like I'm seeing uh, Stafford have is the same issues that Jared Goff had when he was with us. And I'm now trying, or I'm now finally realizing that the issue may have always been Sean McVay this whole time. And I've kind of noticed it with Sean McVay and I, I have noted it in the past that maybe it is his offense that is the issue again but in the past once again like I've always had that scapegoat with Jared Goff like I I think that's what a lot of people had back then when we were were placing blame on somebody we always blame Jared Goff as a scapegoat or Todd Gurley if he's not injured or the offensive line and yeah that's true but at the same time it has to be McVay at the same time and part of the reason why I said it in previous episodes is that his offense is just not suitable. It's not easy, per se. Not saying that it's complicated. I mean, it's very simple if you think about it. Like, he would play... I, anybody that's watched McVay over the years could kind of figure... We know what to expect. <laughs> we know what he's going to do. It's not that complicated, but it is not easy. It's not simple. I mean, the Niner game really exposed... The type of offenses between a uh, Shanahan and a McVay is just too complicated for its own good, and that's one of the problems. Is that one of them? Is that his offense isn't that straightforward? It's not easy for quarterbacks, 
it doesn't matter if it's golf or Stafford. It's not easy to find. It's not simple. It should be simple. It's not. So that's one of them. The second part is that it's strict. His offense is very rhythm. It's very momentum, rhythm based. That's why, like a lot of the time with Jared Goff back then, we would you would constantly see us in uh, no no huddle. And then, like a lot of uh, critics were saying, like, "Oh, that's uh, Sean McVay uh, relaying signals to Jared Goff for you know the playcock, yada yada yada." But yeah, but part of the reason that he did that and why we ran a lot of no huddles is that it's very rhythmic. It's very momentum based. Like kind of snowballs like right after you get one guy open all of a sudden the defense is on his heels and then you start picking them apart but like for this year I, I know it's not a lot of no huddles with uh Matthew Stafford there's a uh it's not a lot of rhythm pretty much but but either way that's a one consistent thing between Goff and the Stafford years like this offense is just too hard to start and often and if it doesn't start it doesn't start period like that's why you see all these three and outs like it'll be like the run play that goes for three yards and then like two stupid pass plays that are insanely hard to complete and the next thing you know we're johnny hecker's on the field and he's punting the ball and this has happened throughout sean mcveigh's tenure here it's not just a stafford or golf thing it's just a constant thing it's just too hard to get this offense to roll to start rolling it's too focused on momentum is just hard he doesn't he doesn't know how to draw up just a simple drive just to get something started it's always something super complicated and it never works and then we get the three and out and then their defense is pumped up and then the momentum moment momentum instantly swings on their side and then you see them pile up on on sweater whether it's the titans and this this week the packers and then the niners the week before or two weeks before and that's one of the big issues i think that's yeah there's many issues with sean mcveigh but that's yeah it's almost time that he it has to be his his fault or he has to take responsibility he could kind of the only excuse i'll give him is like it is the first year of matthew stafford maybe he's trying to figure it out maybe he's trying to figure out stafford's strength and all that stuff but it's not this year (laughs) and i'm really not really uh not uh optimistic about him getting like a more consistent offense going you know and yeah there are other things like the offensive line is struggling it's not as formidable and strong as it was earlier this year and you know sean mcveigh's offense is perfect and any offense is perfect period if you have enough blocking but that's not what the NFL is. Like, you're going to face, like, really strong defensive lines like the Titans back then and the Niners they were two weeks before. Like, it's not going to be easy. And Sean, on his end, has to find ways to get guys, really talented guys, Odell Beckham, Cooper Cup, uh, Higby, Van Jefferson, Daryl Henderson. Like, his inability to just get a first down with these guys is really troublesome. And, yeah, next I'll talk about Matthew Stafford because it, Matthew is Stafford it's his fault as well and his biggest issue and I've kind of stated it before was his uh accuracy consistency like it's he's very inconsistent with his accuracy like one time like one throw he'll be very accurate and then he'll throw duds like throughout and I've noticed that it's a normal occurrence 
like he's kind of well i i kind of forgot but yeah i don't think he was uh yeah it hasn't been totally awful recently but now i mean it's really shown <laughs> okay i don't know what i'm saying there, but it really showed today's game like his inconsistencies and his inaccuracies his accuracy issues and really juxt i'm not even gonna say that word i was gonna say juxtaposed <laughs> juxtaposed is that in contrast or side by side in this game on the other side with aaron Rodgers, seeing them both play today like right at one right after the other it really exposed very deeply how troublesome stafford's inconsistency with his accuracy is like it's a very very big problem because on the other side aaron Rodgers was well aaron Rodgers is like a goat like i seriously think he's one of the greatest i think talent wise i think he's above tim tom brady i don't think complete package wise i don't think he's better than tom but he's way more talented than tom brady his arm is way better one of the best ever period like his accuracy is marvelous i was able to see well i've seen him for years but in today's game like this guy is dropping precision dimes like delivery dimes like dime after dime off his back foot um with the pressure on him like just at the flick of a wrist like he's not even it's not even it's, it's just the flick of a wrist not it's almost effortless and he's just throwing it exactly where the wide receiver needs it and I counted maybe like two or three times out of like however much he threw today where uh he completely missed and it wasn't by much like he was he's throwing like sideline deep lobs exactly where it needs to be and it was just so amazing to watch meanwhile on our end like Matthew Stafford is literally missing every wide receiver in every single way it was like he's playing bingo like if he had a bingo card for the amount of for, that had every possible way you could miss a throw matthew stafford definitely got bingo i don't know if i i don't i don't even know i don't even play bingo <laughs> so ex excuse me for that analogy but he was missing everything like if it was like one it was either it was either short or he overthrew him, it was right, it was behind, it was too far. It's just so frustrating just to see him miss throws. And I remember back, they're saying that he's injured and it's true. Because if you remember uh, the Seattle game where uh, Russell Wilson got injured, hitting his hand on Aaron Donald, I think Matthew Stafford also hit his hand on uh, one of the helmets as well. And who knows if he really kind of messed up his thumb or something like that. It could have. And then, you know, he has supposedly, supposedly he has like back issues as well. But everybody's saying that and blaming injuries. And of course, that could be true. But I, I don't believe it because at the same time, he's throwing like absolute dimes. Like he had a, a nice dime, as I said earlier, to Van Jefferson for that deep ball for the first points of the game. And then the deep lob to OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr. Like that was a perfect throw. Like those are perfect throws and those look good. But, yeah, he just completely missed wide receivers, and we really need those throws. And with it, his Sean McVay's offense being strictly uh, momentum-based and needs to uh, have a rhythm and stuff like that, it's hard to get in a rhythm and get the momentum going if you're missing, like, these easy throws to make. 
that we expect you to make. Like Jared Goff is making these throws, period. And I've seen Jared Goff throw it. I've seen Jared Goff throw it, make these throws throughout his years with us. So it's really frustrating to see Stafford like really have issues with that. And that's a very big problem. And then, yeah, lastly, uh, defensive-wise, I mean, Raheem Morris, there's kind of a big thing that happened in this game. Like, first of all, Devontae Adams was on one of our backup defensive backs, of course, because, you know, the Raheem Morris years, year, you know, and he decided to not place Jalen Ramsey, our best corner, on their best wide receiver. He's done that all year, and it cost us again today. But he, I, I noticed that in the second half or something like that, Raheem Morris decided to finally put Ramsey on uh, Devontae Adams every time. Like they tried motioning him, but he would follow him, follow him. So that's encouraging, but it's just so dumb that it took this long for him to figure that out. <laughs> and yeah, that kind of quiet, quieted him down a little bit. The defense overall, I think they didn't play that bad. They really bailed us out in, on numerous occasions, as I stated before. And they got down, they got some stops, and they, you know, I mean, the only reason why we were able to fumble that punt return was because the defense got a stop. And they kind of, they tried to keep us in the game, and they did. And, you know, with all the turnovers that we had, whether it's Stafford, Stafford Big Six, Stafford Fumble, the fourth down, the punt return, you know, they didn't do too bad. They weren't perfect. They weren't like a Brandon Staley last year, top defense in the league, perfect. But it was a decent performance, but it wasn't as great as I wanted it to be. There's still a legit issue with the inside. There's literally nobody that could that's solidifying that inside. You know, the DBs have their own issues, you know. But the defensive line is fine with like Von Miller and Aaron Donald, Floyd and all of them. I think they're really solid. They look good at in the run game stuff and some things. Like, you know, Aaron Donald, he's good too. And Von Miller has some nice plays. But once you get to the next level, it's just nobody there. Ernest Jones has potential. Troy Reader is not that guy. I mean, I don't think he, he had one good tackle. <laughs> and then uh, a lot of missed tackles. Taylor Rapp missing tackles. Defensive backs, not as great. But besides, like, Jalen Ramsey, of course, and Fuller. But there's... Uh, we're not solid without, like, a great linebacker in there. I know, ideally, we want to do the whole uh, rush four and then drop every, everybody back. And that's going to work, too. But without, like, an inside presence, we're not going to really stop anything. And that's still an issue. And, yeah. Lastly, I mean, we're not going to... We're not going to win games if we keep, like, with screwing ourselves over with these turnovers like again we gave up we gave up like 20 points total just due to turnovers like stupid turnovers that we could pre prevent it and you know Stafford having his issues and McVeigh having his issues it's just not looking good and coming off a of bye week that's really disappointing and I'm my optimism my optimism towards the season is not looking too good because like right after the Jaguar game we have a bunch of NFC West matchups and then a bunch of tough games and it's not looking too good <laughs> but that'll do it uh yeah that's all i can say a bunch of issues and yeah peace go rams i think we got 
We got Trevor Lawrence next week. Hopefully we could use him as a launching pad <laughs> into the final stretch of the season because it's going by fast. But yeah. Anyways, thanks for listening. Peace.